welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the how-to of creating conscious leadership for business, life and the world. With ordinary people doing extraordinary things and being truly in control of their own health, wealth and happiness. Knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. Introducing your host, Julie Hogbin, author, international speaker, mentor, disruptor and creator of Conscious Leadership and property investor living in the UK. Hi listeners, so this is part two of my chapter in The Authorities, Powerful Wisdom from Leaders in the Field, on Motivation Does Activate and Sustain Behaviour. And in this um, reading, I'm going to talk about habits, values and attitudes. And we'll see how long that takes. So habits. Habits are a set of thoughts, behaviours and ways of being that are developed through repeated behaviour. Habits are formed from the moment we become aware that there is a norm of how to do things. Some we pick up from our parents, guardians, siblings and influential individuals around us at a very early age. Others we develop for ourselves through the maturing process. Look to your parents for your beliefs around the world and yourself. You may be amazed at the similarities. Once habits are created, they can be difficult to break. To break a habit... We must consciously think about doing something different and then do it, which can equal hard work and being uncomfortable. The thing is, we can all break habits if we really want to. But, and there is a big but, the unconscious part of our being is there to keep us safe. Any change, and it may feel that we're under threat and revert quickly to the old ways. Talk to your unconscious and ask its permission if you want to change some deep-held habits and motivations to do things in a new way. Sounds a bit weird. Well, it works. Try it for yourself. Values. Your values are a central part of who you are and who you want to be. By becoming more aware of these driving motivators in your life, you can use them as a guide to make the best choice in it any situation. Um, As an addition to the book, there are over 230 personal values and they will have a priority within us. So the trick here is to work out what your primary values are and then see if they're serving what it is that you want to do. And interestingly, If your personal values do not coincide with your work values, whether you're employed, self-employed, run your own business, this will link to your staff as well as you, then you've got conflict potentially happening because you're asking people, yourself included in that, to do things that aren't in line with their true values. So back to the paragraph, uh, sorry, back to the book, your decisions and actions when in line with your values will be easy to make and put into practice. If you are attempting to do something that is not held as a value to you, you will find it harder to do and potentially you will be in conflict with yourself. Here is an example. If one of your values is honesty 
and you are in a relationship, business or personal with someone who you know tells untruths, how hard will you find it to trust them? What will this do to your behaviour and your motivation within the relationship? Values can be worked with, reordered and installed. So do not lose hope. I personally have needed to work hard on my value regarding money. To say the least, it was slightly askew. And again, in addition to the book, it wasn't even in my top 10. So you can imagine what my history has been with money and what I do with it. Attitudes. Your attitude is a predisposition to respond either negatively or positively towards an idea, object, person or situation. It is the way you feel about something or someone. It can also be a particular feeling or opinion. It is seen as a conscious behaviour but will come from an unconscious driver. Your attitude evolves as a result of your beliefs and values and will influence your choice of action and behaviour, your response to challenges, your response to incentives, your response to a word, your response to someone trying to help you. We all have an attitude. We cannot not have one. Generally, when it is said someone has an attitude, it is meant as a negative opinion. But attitudes are drivers for good as well. It's just a common adaptation of a word which is more often linked to negativity. As with anything else we do, our attitude is a choice we make. My choice, and I trust yours as you're reading the book or listening to this podcast, is to start each day with a positive attitude. It soon becomes a habit. If you want to change something in your life, surround yourself with those who are on the same path or learn from those who have already done the thing that you want to do. Attitudes are contagious, so eradicate those personally held by yourself and those that are owned by people that may be in your circle who aren't helping you. If you don't know what your attitudes are, ask someone for feedback who will tell you the truth. Also, carefully study your close associates to make your own decisions on who stays with you on your journey and who leaves. Their attitudes can be contagious. Look at the relationships that are in your life and acknowledge whether they are supporting you or hindering you. Decisions then can be made from a realistic position of what you want to do. I'm going to add social intelligence into this section as well. Things were only at six minutes. So social intelligence indicates that portions of our knowledge acquisition can be directly related to observing others within the context of social interactions, experiences and media influences. So what does this mean to all of us? Basically, it means that if we see something that is rewarded, we copy it so that we get rewarded. We achieve the same result as we have observed. Therefore, we have achieved our result, which was our goal. There is far more to this, but that's the basic concept. We learn by example from others. So who do we copy? We copy those close to us and we adopt behaviours to fit into the crowd and belong. As we get older, we copy those who we admire or those we aspire to be like. 
we develop a sense of self and become more aware of what it is we want. We begin to lead rather than follow. Well, some of us do, and I expect if you're a leader, and I expect you are a leader since you're reading this book, or are certainly learning to be one, as it is a skill set that we can all develop. We are motivated to belong to a group with a certain set of characteristics. That could be because it is what we want, or it can be because we know no different. It can be through peer pressure or choice, but whichever route we take is ultimately our choice. It is these drivers of behaviour that make you act differently from or the same as others in any given situation. So by understanding these drivers, you can better understand why you do the things you do. The skill is not only to understand your conscious needs, but also those that are unconscious in nature. And a quote from John Kenneth Galbraith, In the choice between changing one's mind and proving there's no need to do so, most people get busy on the proof. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. You can contact Julie on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and hear me out. Please subscribe to her YouTube channel for how-to videos and more content. And please message Julie to have your questions answered. Until next time, remember, knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. See it, say it, write it, believe it and achieve it.